All right, episode 66 of Nothing to Say, the fans podcast. Sam, how was your week? It was awesome, man. You know what movie I watched over the weekend with my lovely girlfriend who I love so much? Who? Wait, not who. Well, (laughs) I was. Well, who? It's an underrated (laughs) Pixar movie. Monsters Monsters University. Still never seen it. It's, It's a good one, man. You know, Monsters Inc. I have, I think I've gone on record in saying it's pretty much a flawless movie in my opinion. And I heard that Monsters University just wasn't on par, and I never made it. I never made it around to it. Well, it's hard to it's hard to be on par with flawless, but it, it makes a good effort, man. We've been going through like all the uh, Pixar movies. Like we watched Inside Out, which which brought the feels. And, oh, um... speaking of that, do you like Inside Out? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Had you seen it before? I had seen bits and pieces of it uh, on TV. I never watched the full thing. And, man, I'm telling you, bro, it brought it. See, I – so I watched it the first time, and I had heard that it was, like, the greatest thing since sliced bread. And I saw it, and I I wasn't feeling it. Well, you're just heartless. It – First of all, to me, that movie, and I haven't seen it in a long time, in a very long time, but to me, it wasn't funny. Like, it wasn't a funny movie to me. Um, and I understood it had some sad moments in the movie, um, like all Pixar movies. But I don't know. It was just, I think that there are so many other better Pixar movies than, than Inside Out. I don't know. That was, And I had only seen it once, and I never felt like I needed to watch it again. Dom, you a uh, pro Inside Out? I I love that movie personally. That's one of the few Pixar movies that has gotten me, you know. Well, I wouldn't say on the verge of tears. I don't cry. Oh, I was I've crying. I was bawling. <laughs> I'm a grown man, and I can admit I was bawling when um, the imaginary friend was disappearing. That was she- very sad. Oh my gosh! We've no, all been there. Yeah, I'm completely kidding. I, I, I have that was completely uh, sarcastic. I, I definitely have cried during mo- several movies, and especially a Pixar movie. But um, no, I'm definitely pro Inside Out for sure. This Do is you guys why we bring you on, man? For these, just <laughs> you bring the reason back to the show. I can't bring it every week, Dom. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. <laughs> well, you know, wait a minute. Because <laughs> the thing about it, you know, if, you, if you've got two hosts or two contributors, there's there's going to be a deadlock occasionally. But you need somebody to break the tie every now and then. That's that's true. That's true. Do you guys have a movie that you can think of off the top of your head? What was the last movie that made you cry? Ooh, I, I can't. Oh, I do. I know. The the note the notebook. Holy cow! <laughs> the notebook was the last <laughs> movie they, that made you cry, bro. Bro, when when they're old and she forgets him. And they've like lived their whole life to get that. Like, oh my gosh, just put yourself in that spot. Like, the the your soulmate forgets who you are in in the moment. It's like holy, sh- oh, it just hits. It just hits like a ton of bricks, man. And I was watching. <laughs> I was watching it with Jenna too. So it was like, oh my gosh, just adds on, man. I've never seen the Notebook actually. You you and Bree, since since Bree's there, you guys should should pop it in. Uh, well, we're watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> per- finally. Nice. 
Yeah, I know. So Dom's, I I've never had access to like HBO, so I never got around to to watching it. So I finally have. Um, one of her coworkers has the first five seasons on DVD, so she just asked for it, and now I finally get to watch it. Oh yeah! Don't give don't give up after the first season. The first season is just the slowest one. You got to get through. You got power through it. That's one thing I told Bree. We were on we're on episode five. Did we we yeah we just got through five, and I was like, this is the first episode with any sort of like. Like action, which is totally yeah. fine. I don't need like in a in a show. I don't need like action. I was just I went into Game of Thrones thinking that out the gate they were going to come swinging with the action dragons and, and well, no, not not the dragons. I figured all of that was going to come way later, but I figured there was going to be some just kind of like you know like just kind of sword. I guess sword fights is really the simplest thing. And I thought they were. I thought they were going to come out swinging at the beginning of the season, and they did it, and which is totally fine. It's actually kind of a breath of fresh air. Truthfully, I've enjoyed it, and I've liked all the uh, character development and stuff. But uh, yeah, the first season, or at least the first five episodes, were a lot slower than I anticipated. Not that I didn't enjoy it, because I have. It's a lot um, of world world building. That's yeah, which is. which is. I mean, at the end of the day, that's. It's kind of what you want. So, um, Dom, do you know what the last? Not we just went off on a little tangent. Do you know what the last movie that was that made you cry? I I really don't. Um, I I don't think I've watched enough movies to really like do that to myself. I've been, you know, what I have been doing is I've been mooching off of my roommate's Disney Plus account. So I'll just oh, go back go. and watch all the old. And I've kind of realized that like I didn't cry to this movie, but like this is by far my favorite. Uh, Disney like animated movie from growing up, and it's the Robin Hood like, it's the animated Robin Hood uh, Disney movie where like mm. Robin Hood's a fox and he's like right, he's going around stealing money, he's badass and stuff like that. You know, yeah, that's by far uh, my favorite Disney movie that I've seen. That's a really bizarre pick. I don't hear a lot of people use that one. That's the I, Robin I, Hood of our generation. Yeah. It really, it, it really is. is. And I, I think outside the box, I'm very against the grain when it comes to things like this. I try to be unique. That's why I like what you guys are talking about, Game of Thrones. I really have not watched Game of Thrones, and I, I for a while, have – I'm going to wait to do it for, like, another two years until it becomes uh, not mainstream anymore. I was watching Vikings while everybody was watching Game of Thrones. That was my thing. And nobody was watching Vikings, but I was watching Vikings. Don't worry. It took me uh, until, I think, last year to get through The Office. So. <laughs> so very good very good so i i it took, it took me a while to to get around to it i had started it like in high school and it just was meh and then parks and rec got me like that but the office did not um it's understandable so, yeah uh, the the office is a lot like the office is a lot like game of thrones in the sense that the first season sucks yeah. But uh, you, once you get through the first season, uh, it, it's it's fantastic. So what's his name? Uh, Roy. Once he leaves, I think the show definitely picks up. <laughs> Roy. Roy sucks. Yeah. Once once uh, um, Michael loses some weight, that's when the show really picks up. You know. <laughs> Michael loses some weight. He gets his hair back. I, I swear, that road game definitely definitely helps. Oh, I know. Seriously. Seriously, I it's and it's funny too because the first season and the second season it seemed like there was so much time that passed in between it because Corel just looks so different. <laughs> yeah. But 
Anyway, speaking of looking differently, Dom, I'm going to ask you one question, my one question that I had for you yes, sir. Um, for this weekend. Speaking of looking differently, because the Clemson Tigers looked really different this weekend without their star quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. I got to ask you, what do you think is going to happen next week against Notre Dame? <laughs> They're still going to win. Uh, okay, so, so even if yeah. he's not there. Yes, even if it, even if he's not there. Um, okay, I, tell I, me why. Because uh, D, DJ Uyanga Lele, which is the Holy, nice job. <laughs> thank you, thank you. DJ Uyanga Lele is the next uh, star quarterback for the Clemson Tigers, and he last year at St. John Bosco High School in California, which. Um, if you know, if anybody knows, you know, about high school football, that's one of the premier programs in the entire country. He balled out. Uh, he's a freak of nature. I really think that this is probably one of the best quarterback rooms in the entire country, having not only Trevor Lawrence, but um, the former five-star, you know, DJ Uyangalele on your team. It's just, it's ridiculous. And the fact that he could come in in his first start put up 342 passing yards and three total touchdowns on a pretty good Boston College um, team, you know, I, I think that says a lot about what's about to happen. And I, I think that, one, Clemson had their scare. Clemson always has a scare during the season where, you know, they have a really close loss and their fans decide that they want to rush the field after they beat, you know, an opponent they should have beaten by four touchdowns, right? That's that's how Clemson works. Well, they got out of the way. Now they get to go and overperform and and play, you know, defeat the the doubters if you will um who are going to call for their head after almost losing to boston college the week before i think they're still going to go into south bend in notre dame they're probably going to beat them by i would say at least 10 to 14 points i think this is a much better clemson team than notre dame notre dame has not been challenged at all this season Uh, i think notre dame's in for rude awakening and the uh, ap poll voters are just going to ride the coattails of clemson all the way into the playoff, uh, Clemson's going to ride their week schedule. This is their only good game, and, and I think uh, Notre Dame is way overrated. So I definitely have the Clemson Tigers in this one. You know, you, when you said he was a freak of nature, I had to go look up to see. He's 6'4", 249. Yes. Yeah, he's, and he's 19 years he's old. about the size of Derrick Henry, actually taller, playing quarterback. Yeah, yeah. And, Trevor, and Trevor Lawrence is a big guy. Trevor Lawrence is 6'6". Six, six. Yep. Um. But this dude's six four two fifty. Yes, it, playing quarterback—that's ridiculous. His uh, his dad—they actually showed him on during the game. His dad was a former uh, professional bodyguard for celebrities, and he is a, just a <laughs> massive human being. Um, so he, genetically, he's got it. He's also a ridiculously talented quarterback, and I I think they're going to have no problem going into South Bend and winning this one. Well, that was the one question I had for you. So, unless Sam's got another question for you, then let's hear a recap. Nah, let's just weekend. hear the recap, man. <laughs> All righty. All right. Well, you guys actually got the first game out of the way for me. Obviously, Clemson 34, Boston College 28. That was by far the best game of the week, I would say. Um, you know, Clemson got, like I said, they got their scare out of the way. They shut out Boston College in the second half. Really, at that point, it was just talent on talent. And you really can't go up against a more talented roster. Uh, than the Clemson Tigers. I mean, they've just got a ridiculous amount of talent. And regardless of the coaching, they were able to find a way to come back and win. Um, so, I mean, good for them. But obviously, like we said, Notre Dame is looming, and that's what they got to prepare for now. 
Um, the other game, you know, the, the number three team in the nation playing their second game so far this season, Ohio State 38, Penn State 25. Penn State is now 0-2 after a brutal opening start to this uh, this season. They lost to Indiana last week. And then, of course, you got to turn around and play the Ohio State Buckeyes, which is a ridiculously talented roster as well. And you're playing Justin Fields, who is at the, uh, the height of his career right now. So, um, you know, Ohio State's clearly the best team in the Big Ten at this point. Um, there aren't there, – there are only a few other teams in this conference that are still undefeated, and I think that all of them are going to lose within the next couple of weeks because Wisconsin is now down to their fourth – string quarterback due to COVID-19. So they're going to be playing their next two games using their fourth string quarterback without their head coach, uh, because due to the uh, big 10 COVID-19 protocols, you have to be out for three weeks. If you get it at all, it's not a matter of if you test negative, you're good. It's a matter of you get to quarantine for three weeks because we said so. So um, sorry for Wisconsin, uh, but basically the the path for Ohio state is, is clear at this point. They're going to be playing a ton of cupcakes in this schedule um, they've already gotten past, you know, I mean, they're playing Rutgers next week. That was one of their alternates that they got assigned. They got assigned Rutgers, which is one of the worst programs historically in the FBS. So congratulations to the Ohio State Buckeyes. Much like Clemson, you were going to probably cruise to the college football playoff. Um, mm-hmm. The other biggest game of the week, I would say, this was probably the most surprising one, Oklahoma State upset by Texas 41-34 to in overtime, this was a, this is actually a really surprising game, just given how bad Texas has been playing lately. Um, and uh, I, I had a feeling more along the way that Oklahoma State was going to lose. Um, I thought it was going to be later in the season. I thought they were going to lose in the Bedlam game to Oklahoma because Oklahoma is kind of uh, on the rise right now. But apparently so is Texas. And, I mean, um, you know, it came down to overtime, uh, quarterback – the uh, Oklahoma State quarterback Spencer Sanders, he got sacked on fourth down in overtime, trying to pass the ball just for a last-minute touchdown attempt. But, I mean, you can't do that as a quarterback. You, you can't get sacked. You have to do something with the ball. You can't just hold it and get tripped up. So um, that's a big blow for Oklahoma State. I mean, their their playoff hopes are essentially dead in the water at this point. Um, you, you, can't, you can't do that. You can't lose to an unranked Texas team that was 3-2 and two going into this game and expect to uh, – come out of it with, uh, you know, a favorable look by the uh, playoff committee. Um, I think with that game, the Big 12's playoff hopes die. Uh, I don't think there is a single team at this point that can get into the playoff from the Big 12. Oklahoma State's still the highest ranked team from the Big 12, and they're sitting at 14. So you've got you've got two uh, group of five teams that are sitting in front of them right now in terms of being favored for the playoff. You've got like five SEC teams, a few Big Ten teams, a couple ACC teams. So I, I really don't see any way the Big 12 can get into the playoff at this point. Um, and then finally, I, we, I always got to throw this game in, of course, because it is the university that I go to. But Alabama 41, Mississippi State 0. We have to highlight <laughs> Devontae Smith and his performance in this game. Devontae Smith, obviously our receiver, who is taking most of the load. Um, away from the injured Jalen Waddle, who uh, obviously he's out for the season with his injury that happened last week. Devontae Smith had 11 receptions for 203 yards and four touchdowns. He was unstoppable. I mean, this Mississippi State defense was coming into the uh, coming into the game ranked 15th in the country, and um, we again had another you know 500 yard uh, offense 
or excuse me, 400 yards of our 400 yards of offense against this team, and half of that was just Devonte Smith um, doing what he does. So I mean, it, it's ridiculous. He actually um, tied Amari Cooper's career receiving record or career touchdowns record at Alabama. He, so they both have 31 now, and Devonte St- Smith still has uh, probably about five to six games left in his career. So he's going to end most likely with a unbreakable record at Alabama. Um, yesterday was his second career game with four touchdowns. Uh, the first one he had was against Ole Miss where he had five. So, I mean, it's this, this guy is ridiculous. He, he is, he is going to be a very high draft pick. Uh, even still, he, he's actually now, um, he broke into the Heisman the Heisman odds finally after this week. He's he's currently fifth in the odds. Um, so Alabama now has three players in the top seven: Najee Harris at seven, Devontae Smith at five, and then Mac Jones, who just overtook Trevor Lawrence for the number one spot. Which is the next thing that I'm going to talk about: the Heisman update. So we're looking at the Heisman. Obviously, that doesn't get decided till after the conference championships are played, but. Finally, Matt Jones is getting the love that he deserves from the odds makers, and he overtook Trevor Lawrence, who, unfortunately for Trevor, he did contract COVID-19. I know that's something that he can't really control, but he's going to be missing two weeks of play, so his stats are not going to be looking as good as Mac Jones or Justin Fields at this point. Mac Jones stats through six games, 2,196 yards, 16 touchdowns, two interceptions, and one rushing touchdown. Now, let's... Let's put that into perspective, all right? Joe Burrow, at this point through six games last year, had 2,157 yards. He did have 25 touchdowns, but he also had three interceptions and one and two rushing touchdowns. Now, keep in mind, yes, Joe Burrow does have about eight more touchdowns than Mac Jones, but Mac Jones is also sharing touchdowns with Najee Harris, who currently leads the FBS in rushing touchdowns with 14. So, I mean, you've got <laughs> that are basically, you know, breaking records and leading the, their their respective um, positions and stats. Um, and either way, you know, change of play call here, you know, one of them could have more touchdowns than the other in a certain game. So, um, essentially, Mac Jones is putting up about the same stats that Joe Burrow was through six games last year. And we all know how that ended up for Joe Burrow. He won the Heisman Trophy. So this is a really, really good look for Mac Jones. If he continues this, the trophy's as good as his, and there's not a lot of defenses right now that we're going to be playing in the future that are really going to um, give him a huge challenge. So, I mean, this is – if he keeps his head down and, and continues to play the way he's playing, it's going to be his trophy. And uh, that's that's incredible. It's incredible to think about that – I don't know if you guys have seen it, but there's a picture of Jalen Hurts, Tua – and Mac Jones from like four years ago when they were all on the roster at Alabama. And to look at all three of those players and say the, uh, the, the scrawny dude who was a three-star out of Florida who was the backup for three years is probably the one who's going to win the Heisman Trophy. That's incredible to me. Right. Um, yeah, so that's it, it's, it's going to be what a success story that that could be. And um, – it's, it's just incredible. I, I, this is not at all how I thought this season would go. It's not at all how I thought that uh, Mac Jones last year would go. I think this is going to be his last year, um, but he's doing fantastic. Now let's talk about – I want to I throw something across your mouth. I want you guys to, to – food for thought, right? 
So there has never been a team that has gotten into the playoff from a group of five school, obviously. There hasn't been a team that got into a BCS championship game from a group of five school. And there have been very, very few during the AP poll era that have won a national championship. Most of them were uh, were now FBS independents like BYU and Army. Um, but in terms of schools that currently are in a group of five conference, there are none that have a national championship, nor have competed for one. I think this could be the first year that a group of five school gets into the playoff. And I'm going to, I'm going to give you that. uh, I'm going to give you the case for it right now. I'm going to lay out the court case for you. So the Cincinnati Bearcats, I believe are going to be the first team to get into the college football playoff, not from power five conference. And I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm stating that right now. Currently my playoff picture after week nine is number one, Clemson, number two, Alabama, number three, Ohio state and number four, Cincinnati. They just beat the Memphis Tigers 49 to 10, one of the best teams in the Conference USA. Their remaining schedule, Houston, East Carolina, UCF, Temple, and Tulsa. Now, only two of those teams remaining on this schedule actually rank in the top 50 of the ESPN football power index. So they have a few games. I think the two are uh, UCF and Tulsa. They have two games that could potentially be tricky. UCF, probably the most tricky. They have a ridiculous offense right now. But Cincinnati is playing lights out both on offense and on defense. This Memphis Tigers team they just absolutely obliterated is a very good team. They also beat a ranked SMU team by four touchdowns last week. This is a ridiculously good Cincinnati team. And given this year, the teams that they have ahead of them, which last week was Oklahoma State, Georgia, and Notre Dame, all of these teams are at some point going to sustain another loss. Oklahoma State just got their loss. Georgia is probably going to lose again either to Florida this next week or to Alabama again in the SEC championship game. And then Notre Dame is most likely going to lose to Clemson either now or later in the season for the ACC championship game. Uh, or somewhere in between. That completely clears the road for Cincinnati to move up, given their schedule and given the way that they've been playing. And I think that when the playoff committee decides come uh, December, that Cincinnati is going to be one of those teams that gets in for a unbelievable and um, unprecedented selection for the college football playoff. So you guys can, I'm putting money on it right now. You can, you can bet on that. That's my take. That's my hot take for this season. I think this is going to be the first time. And you know what? It's 2020. I mean, what else would you think would happen in a year like this? If there is ever a year, it would be this year. Now, um, <laughs> let's. Uh, we've got a few more things just to cover here. I want to talk about these Week 9 massive uh, matchups that we've got going on. So, obviously, I just said Florida and Georgia. So, number five, Florida against number eight. Or excuse me. Number five Georgia against number eight Florida this game is going to decide the SEC East championship essentially Uh, whoever wins this game is most likely going to play Alabama in the SEC championship game and it's kind of like a another one of those you know uh, immovable object against an unstoppable force kind of games you've got Georgia who is 13th in total defense down the entire country but you've also got Florida who is top 
powerful offense. So, um, you know, Kyle Trask is by far the better quarterback in this matchup, but he's going to be going up against one of the SEC's best defenses. And um, it's going to be really interesting to see. This is also a huge rivalry in the SEC. This is probably like one step below the Iron Bowl. Um, and so that's a great game. to be- Number 23, Michigan versus number 13, Indiana. Uh, that's going to be another game that basically is going to lose to Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game. Um, or at least <laughs> who, who during the season – uh, is, is, you know, going to get hyped up and then lose to Ohio State eventually. Um, Indiana started off 2-0, and which is very surprising given their schedule. Uh, they beat Penn State the first week, obviously, and then uh, Michigan had a very disappointing loss to a Michigan State team last week who lost to Rutgers the first week. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, guys, I would say is very much on the hot seat. Um, I mean, his record against... MSU and Ohio State combined is atrocious. It's absolutely awful. And the the fact that they recruit week in and week out and they get great players and they apparently have great facilities and great coaches and then they show nothing for it when it comes to the important games that they need to win. So what if they can beat uh, Maryland by seven touchdowns? All right, It matters when you play your rivals. And um, I think Jim Harbaugh needs to go, personally. I, I think that his, his welcome has far been worn out. It's been five years, and he has nothing to show for it, except for, you know, the, the usual mediocre Michigan team. Um, so that's another great, great matchup to watch in terms of how the Big Ten turns out. And then, Sam, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you a little love. The Pac-12. Finally, Pac-12 finally. is returning this week, Oregon versus Stanford. And I, uh, I, I will admit – because these are the only oh, who cares? these are the only two teams that I kind of have any care for. I have a really good friend of mine that goes to Stanford, and I have a lot of friends at home, including yourself, that are big Oregon fans. And um, you know, I grew up watching Oregon games. I've been to to Autzen. You know, I've I've seen several Oregon games live. I'm excited for this matchup. I want to see uh, I want to see Oregon pull this one out. I think they will. Obviously, they've had some opt outs this season, but. Uh, defensively, and then so is Stanford. And one of their best players, Walker Little, he opted out. He's going to be a first-round draft pick at offensive tackle. But um, you know, it, it all depends on uh, it all depends on who you have at quarterback. Sam, have you heard anything about what, what's the rumble around campus about who they want to start? What, what have you heard about that? Um, I haven't. I haven't heard um, either or who's going to take over. All I know is whoever comes in is going to do a fantastic job, and we're going to get the dub. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that confidence. From what heard at Tyler's show, I, I think that he's the one that um, he, he's been performing the best. I just didn't know if there was any like student opinion or anything like that on on who they wanted. Six five two Ooh, twenty for Tyler's nice. show. Very nice. Well, you know he's big. That might be a Heisman winner cast. right there. Yeah, he's got the measurable for sure. <laughs> uh, he's got what we call the quarterback face. Yes. <laughs> quarterback face <laughs> yeah um but yeah i you know it's this is that's about it for me though <laughs> that's that's kind of where i draw the line for the pack well all right um, dom all right all right we listened that's to uh... you about cincinnati and you were you were laying it out right you're laying it out notre dame's gonna lose georgia or florida's gonna lose blah 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 right yes and I'll, in my head i'm like well that's perfect for oregon to just sneak in there in the college football wouldn't a Pac-12 champion get in over a over a Cincinnati team? Nope. 
<laughs> no, they would not. Uh, because you the would, be, the, you would be, yes. the answer is no, because you're looking at a Cincinnati team who would have uh, two ranked wins and a 10-0 schedule, potentially, who also is ridiculously high on the ESPN-FBI, and who, uh, I mean, just putting up ridiculous stats against the teams they played. They passed the eye test, and Oregon would have to be – Oregon is, is would have three less games. They would have to be flawless, and they would have to absolutely dominate in every game that they played. They have no room for error. And the chance of Perfect. that Perfect. Anything else? Icing... <laughs> All right. Well, there's, there's no argument. There's just, you know, there's there's, no <laughs> we, can, we can lay our points out. That's fine. But, uh, but well, also I got, respect so I got I their respect. record. I got their record um, on my computer right now, and it says zero losses. So I, I'm pretty sure they're perfect so far. But it also says zero yeah. wins. They, have, they, have, they haven't been tested yet. <laughs> yeah, so there's your case. They haven't oh, been tested man. yet. Therefore, exactly. Is it? Oregon's the bigger brand. You know they're gonna they're gonna fit them in there over Cincinnati, or they're gonna throw one into left field just to spice. Throw one in from left field just to spice oh, so things Clemson up. Clemson can get the easy dub. Perfect. Well, they would step all over you guys too. Yeah, but that that's besides the point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, how fun was it to watch Miami? in the finals this year, a team that really you didn't think was, was supposed to be the there. Most boring finals we've had um, since Cleveland Warriors part four. Bro, that was an interesting finals, and it was super fun to watch them go throughout the playoffs too. Uh, we're not talking about this. Dom, once you put <laughs> Ohio State oh <laughs> over in Alabama as of now, hasn't Ohio State looks pretty good? Yeah, you know, I actually um... – I actually of putting Ohio State at two, but I Alabama's defense has vastly improved in the last couple of weeks. Um, Homer, no, no, I, I mean it's fair to call me that. That's <laughs> no, 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 but, but it's also completely true. But you also have to know that I was going to be completely honest, and I was going to put Ohio State. And a few weeks ago, I would have said yes, Ohio State at two, Clemson at one, Alabama at three. Honestly, I think you could put all three of these teams up and just say tied at one, and then somebody's at four because I think that all of them have their respective strengths and weaknesses. I think Alabama has the best offense of all three of them. I think defensively it's probably Clemson. And then I would think Ohio State has a really good balance of both. They're probably like, I I don't know, they might be the most complete team, but again, they still have to get challenged because they're going to be playing a cupcake schedule with what the Big Ten gave them. Um, And then for Cincinnati. So (laughs) that's my – that, until somebody proves me otherwise, those are my four going ahead this season. I love, I love, well, um, like the rankings talk because it's just such hypotheticals at this point. Would a one-loss Georgia get in? SEC champion Georgia get in with an Al- a one-loss Alabama team? Would they not slide to four over a, as you as you said, a pretty impressive. Uh, undefeated Cincinnati team? Um, yes, actually, that would be one of the scenarios where Cincinnati wouldn't get in. But I don't think that Georgia will beat us the second time. I, if that happens, Alabama slides to four, Georgia would slide to three, and then uh, Ohio State and Clemson would be uh, one and two, respectively. Um, that would be... Do you see a scenario where Georgia 
and Alabama could that's, both that's get in. That's what just said. Oh, I thought you said – well, no, I was saying – sorry, I was saying in the scenario, let's say Georgia loses yeah. again oh, to Alabama. Oh, no, no, no. If that happens, then, I mean, they, yeah. they slide back far. <laughs> I mean, they would slide – well, not that far, but they'd probably slide back to, you know, eight or nine around there. Honestly, yeah. the team that I have – look for – the team that I have getting a lot of hype in the next few weeks is Texas A&M. And I don't think it's going to go anywhere but they potentially could go deep into December being probably 8-1. and one. And then I think that the last game of the season that they'll play against Auburn is a game that they're going to lose. Um, Auburn, yeah. But before then, they pretty much have an easy schedule going into that. They're going to be favored in all of their games, and I, I think they could be 8-1 and one heading into that. Be, you know, dark horse for the playoffs, but they, they'll, they'll lose, I think, one more time before then. They also lost to Alabama. And so they'll be right behind us in the SEC West standings, and there'll be no way they get into the um, SEC championship game. So that right there kind of kills their hopes. But they have to have a lot of teams ahead of them uh, lose. Um, but, again, they're going to be getting a lot of hype, so watch out for that. Nice. The first the first article that I I just clicked on A&M, and the first article that came up was five reasons to yes. start taking them seriously. <laughs> yes. yes. So, yeah, just to I, prove I was your wrong point. About them last week, I actually said they were going to lose to Arkansas because Arkansas is a very resurgent team right now. And historically, Texas A&M falls apart uh, in October. That's just something that's kind of happened uh, here in the last several years. But they haven't done it yet. So, I mean, this could be their year to, uh, I don't know, maybe go to a New Year's Six Bowl, do something really big. But I don't, I don't think a playoff is, is uh, in their future. Right. Well, Dom, before we. Uh... Well, as always, thanks for obviously coming on and being way smarter <laughs> than Sam and I. Um, before uh, before we let you go, I'll just ask you, uh, how was your Halloween? I had a fantastic Halloween. Um, we actually uh, we all got dressed up. It was it was one of my friend's birthdays. So we were celebrating. It was also Nick Saban's birthday, so uh, happy birthday to the goat. Um, oh, 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 it's Jimmy Garoppolo's birthday oh, really? today. Oh, 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 my oh nobody cares. Why didn't we? Ah, that should have been the opener. Yeah. Hey, Jimmy, happy birthday, man! Hope the ankle gets healed up. Yeah, I was gonna say, I uh, I hope they bring you a cake in your hospital bed, man. That's you know. I probably would have got injured on the opening if I would have <laughs> mentioned him. Yeah, my, my... so let me just uh, let me just <laughs> move on from that. Anyway, uh, over to the interesting part. Would you? Uh, would you Dom, Continue. I dressed up as a shark. So, uh, okay. <laughs> that's okay. not what I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, honestly, dude, my, my costume was fantastic. Um, and it only costed five dollars, which was the best part about it. Uh, I had a, I had a shark hat that I not, it wasn't even like a hat, it's basically like a pullover that has a, um, like a felt jaw of a shark, and then it's got a whole like, um, I don't know, it's basically a shark head that you wear on your, on your head. And then I bought $5 fins off of Amazon. So I had a dorsal fin and a side, like arm fins. And I wore a gray dress shirt and some gray sweatpants. And uh, yeah, I was looking stylish, man. We went to some sports bars. And it was a good time. And then we were, uh, went out. We were, I didn't get home till around 3 a.m. And we were out um, dancing. Oh, okay. Yeah. We had, we had Jeez, a good grand man. time in, here in Tuscaloosa, you know, going, uh, going bar hopping. So it was fun. Sam, I gotta say that. Uh, 
Are you? You can still get into 19 and over bars, not drink. Oh yeah, you're totally right, man. You're totally yeah, right. Come on, this is a this is. A... I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mean to out you. I was yeah. just confused. Come on. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to get your face taken away. Yeah. You know, hey, come on. Yeah, you gonna blow my cover on air? Come on now. <laughs> what it, would you, would you say, Chase? Oh, Don't worry, only God. like ten people listen, and none of them are from Tuscaloosa. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I was gonna say Jenna to me had the best Halloween. Oh costume. my she God. Went okay, Dom. Uh, my girlfriend, okay. she FaceTimes me. She doesn't put the camera on her face immediately. And she's she's in a panic. And she's in her tone, she's saying, I just need you to say good things about me. My confidence needs this right now, okay. right? And I'm like, okay, like what's what's going on? And then boom, she flips it and she has a bald cap on. And she <laughs> uh I think she put like she like dyed her no, she didn't dye her eyebrows. She put like sticky things over her eyebrows and made them silver. And she's in all white. What do you think she is? Say say that one more time. Say that description. So she's bald, white eyebrows, and she's dressed in a white shirt and white pants. Oh, Mr. Clean, dude. She dressed as Mr. Clean for <laughs> Halloween, Don. And my response was, oh, my God, I can't believe you did that. Because she had been saying it all week that she was going to do it. And I was like. Jenna, please just just go as something else. Go as like a volleyball player for Halloween. Just do something else. And she did it. <laughs> what do you what do you say? What do you say? That? You say mad props. Mad props. Oh, she was working oh, no, for she, sure. She yeah. was working the costume. I I showed I was sitting with Bree last night because I was talking to Jenna in the morning. And she said, oh, I can't wait to show you my costume. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then she never sent anything that night. So I texted her in the morning. I said, well, what was your costume? And she sends me the picture. And I start busting up laughing. And then I show Bree, and she's like, oh, my God. And then was dying. <laughs> and was just like, yep, okay. That was commitment. I got to Does say. it creep you out when you see your significant other as like a man in man form? Isn't that creepy? I don't know. I've never seen Bree dressed up uh, as a man, so I think you're the a, only one that can speak about it. On Snapchat, that if you put it on, it like gives you like five o'clock shadow. Oh yes, and, like makes your uh, jaw yes. more chiseled and stuff. When she sends me pictures of that, I I hate it. I literally flat out tell her, do not send me that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it That's is awesome. so creepy. <laughs> Oh my god! See, Dom, this is what we talk about in our Dude, in the I... middle of our sports <laughs> breaks. So you 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 have to come on the show and make us oh, sound Lord. a little smarter, no, man, I, I a little more professional. Light, lighten up, man! I'm all business. This is fun. Jeez. <laughs> oh man! Well, you know what? One of these nights, we'll have to have you on for like an entire show. Just hang with us. We'll talk about football. We'll talk about just random stuff and. Uh, we'll just keep you on for the entire show, so just so you can yeah, man, just I love that. hang I, out. Uh, I, I can't talk other sports too. I, could, I definitely could do that. I do that on the other um, the radio programs and things like that that I I, I work for. So that's yeah, I, I'd be absolutely down for that. And uh, you know, I'll bring some uh, I'll bring some interesting questions to the table. Some some thought provoking questions. Yeah, who's, the, wait, wait, wait. I'll who's tell the, you what. The best team in the NFL right now. This is your audition. The best team in the NFL. Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Nah, Jason, it's not going to work out, man. Not going to work out with Dom. 
<laughs> he, uh, I mean, I, the thing is, is I'd have to hear his case because there's going to be a lot of people now who are saying after this weekend that the Pittsburgh Steelers are the best team. Um, yeah. am I, am but I it's just going to be a matter of what your argument is. City? I mean, come on. Why, why would I, why would I do that? I, I think, uh, I was thinking that team in the Pacific Northwest. Oh Lord. Um, but you honestly think Seattle is the San Francisco? You honestly think Seattle? Oh, what they did, what they did to San Francisco without their their first their one string running back and their second string running back, and without Jamal Adams, like Jamal Adams is coming back, and Carlos Dunlap is gonna. Bro, I can't. I can't believe I'm the only one buying Seattle right now. They're making the Super Bowl and they're probably winning this year. Bet on it. You're not. You're not the only one buying Seattle. Like it, I'm just. I'm buying supr- stock. I'm just. Su- I'm just surprised that you are buying stock in Seattle. You never buy well, stock in Seattle. Your futures in Seattle. You're buying the wrong stock. I'm going long. <laughs> you're buying the wrong stock. Well, in ter- okay. Well, we're getting off topic, <laughs> but in terms of the NFC, like he, like Seattle's probably up there as the best team in the NFC right now. Um, just because their defense is going to get better. Adams is going to come back. Uh, they're getting um, Dunlap, as Sam mentioned. Um, they're going to get better. Um, the AFC is a little bit tricky. I'd say the AFC might be – I mean, you could argue that the AFC might be a ghost deeper at the top. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, would, it would depend. So, Dom, I'll tell you what. Next week, we'll try to do the show a little bit earlier – um, bring some NFL news with you, or bring do a little bit of NFL research, and uh, we'll keep you on hey, to you the entire watch show. That Oregon game. I need a full recap of that. Oregon oh, game. Sam, all I do, <laughs> all I do on Saturday is watch college football. If there's college football on, uh, up until Pac-12 until dark. That is, of course. Um, but you know, then then I, <laughs> I go to bed and I, I I turn off my head. But it, I will watch that game. I'll do that at least. So. Hey, it's on ABC, man. Yeah. All right, sweet. It's nice and easy for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Dom. Yes, well, thanks thank again for coming much. on the show. Um, and uh, next week, uh, be ready because we'll oh, be talking about more we'll than just college football. <laughs> 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 thanks, thanks, Dom, Dom for coming on. Oh, man. All right, Sam. Well, uh, for those of you that uh, don't know, um, there's going to be two parts to this episode, but to you, it'll only sound like one part. We recorded this part with Dom, uh, the night before what you're going to hear after this. So, uh, Sam, I guess we'll just roll into our next segment. Yeah. Hi everyone. Welcome into part two of the nothing to say the fans podcast episode. I think we said it was 69, Jason, correct? 66. <laughs> 66. I could have swore you said 69. And we got a special guest, one one person that's near and dear to my heart, one of my roommates, Mr. Brendan Walsh. Hello, hello. I've been wanting to be on this for about two months, ever since I moved up here, and I'm finally on it, and I'm super excited to get started. This is such a special treat for you guys, because we got two people, one in Dom that brought so much reason and logic to the show that Jason can provide, and we got another guy. That's going to finally talk about a good team in the AFC West in the Chargers in Brendan. So this, uh, this show should be a good, good treat. So I didn't agree to this whole uh, new line to our audience thing that you have going on right now, but you know, it's, it's called, it's called marketing. 
It's called good marketing right here. <laughs> okay. Uh, we got we got a good good plan going. We're gonna, as we always do, talk about the NFL. Um, we're gonna talk about updated power rankings. Um, but first, this week, this last weekend was Halloween. He was for Halloween. Brendan, how was your Halloween, man? Uh, my Halloween was pretty good. Not gonna lie. Uh, went with some friends to a little apartment. Nothing too crazy because of COVID, but had a good time with like 10, 10 friends, something like that. But my costume was a little interesting. So originally I was going to go as solely from Monsters, Inc. with my girlfriend, and she was going to be Boo. So bought the costume, put a little like a little too much money into it, I'd say, around $45 for a Sully costume I'd wear once, which kind of hurt. Hey, but it was high end. Sure. <laughs> Found out, tried it on the day of, didn't try it on before, got in the day before, the 30th, tried it on the 31st, doesn't even fit, goes to like my shin, if that. Well, we'll elaborate to Jason why, the, what was the, the thing that you missed in the fine print? So, apparently it said for people 6'1 and below, and I am six foot three, so <laughs> I should have read the fine print. <laughs> And tried the costume on, did not fit, so we had to make a change of plans, and we went as firefighters instead. So, Jason, Brendan comes out of here in this, like, it looks like a Tony the Tiger onesie, but it's got, like, Sully colors, you know? So it's, like, blue and purple and everything. And the legs go down to maybe covering his calves, and he's like, guys, that's not even the worst part. He bends over. The whole back, like, unzips. Yep. He broke the zipper by just bending over mm-hmm. with this thing. That's how tight this thing was. Yep. <laughs> but A for effort. Hey, but this finally goes to show that I'm above 6'1". We've had a big, long debate here in this apartment that Sam keeps slandering my height, saying I'm not actually 6'3". But that goes to show that I am, in fact, six foot three. If it goes to my shins, well, you could just be six two. Okay. All we know is that you're greater than six one. Okay. <laughs> He's just mad you're taller than him. That's really it. Yeah, that yeah, is. Yeah, that's true. what it is. I think I'm getting shorter. I might be Are six you? foot now. Jason, let's get into some football, man. All right, <laughs> let's uh, let's run you through the scores of this past weekend. The Thursday game was Atlanta versus Carolina. Atlanta won twenty five to seventeen. The Vikings. On that early game on Sunday, upset the Packers 28-22. to The Titans lose to the Bengals, another upset this weekend, 31-21. to The Chiefs, like we all expected, steamrolled the Jets 35-9. The Colts beat the Lions 41-21. to Probably the game of the day was the Steelers and the Ravens ended up going right down to the wire. Honestly, the last play of the game, it was 28-24. to The Steelers get the win over the Ravens, and they remain undefeated. The Dolphins, Tua Tungavailoa started his first game. His first play of the game was a fumble. So what a way to start your NFL career. But, well, actually, he started it last week. But start your first game. Start your first game. But they ended up coming out with a win 28-17. to He got a lot of help from his defense and his special teams. The Bills beat the Patriots 24-21. to Raiders beat the Browns in a snowy, kind of grummy, kind of a boring game, 16-6. to The Broncos beat the Chargers 31-30. to the Saints beat the Bears in overtime, 26-23 to in a game that probably shouldn't have been as close as it was. The Seahawks beat the 49ers, 37-27. to The Eagles beat the Cowboys, 23-9. to 
and the Buccaneers avoid an upset against the Giants, twenty-five to twenty-three. So we got a lot of places that we can start. Um, Sam, pick a game. Uh, Tennessee, Cincinnati. Tennessee, Cincinnati. All right, let's get there. So Joe Burrow gets his second win against a five and one Tennessee Titans team, and honestly. Um, there were a couple upsets this weekend. There was the Vikings game. There was the Bengals game. And there was the Dolphins game as well. You could probably say that the Broncos game was a bit of an upset as well. Uh, and the Buccaneers almost got upset this weekend. But I honestly, um, I think one of the most surefire bets would have been Tennessee beating Cincinnati. And, uh, yeah, just it just didn't happen. And Tennessee has thrived off their running game. And, they ran the ball very well. Derrick Henry had 18 carries for 112 yards, one touchdown. And Ryan Tannehill had 223 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. And actually, the Titans were ahead of the Bengals in total yards, 441 to 367. And they outrushed them 218 to 118, right? But again, we talk about what is the biggest uh, – what is the biggest discrepancy in wins? And it's the turnover battle. And the Titans turned the ball over, and the Bengals did not. So, Sam, what did you think about this game? Uh, it's definitely a real shocker whenever a Cincinnati Bengals team who's been one of those lowly franchises gets a win over a team that most people thought was one of the top five teams in the NFL going into this week. And really, Cincinnati dominated from – pretty much start to finish it seems like i uh i think this is just a blimp uh of what's happening with the titans it's gonna not be a factor going forward they might have just overlooked cincinnati going into this week but uh there's i don't think there's a lot that you can take as a tennessee fan Uh, i don't i don't think so either and time of possession was huge as well if you're going to beat a team that runs the ball you and runs out the clock kind of in the way that they do you want to keep the ball away from them the Bengals had the ball for 35 minutes. The Titans only had it for 24 minutes. Um, so that was another big discrepancy between that game, the turnover battle, and then the time of possession. I'd say another big shocker of the weekend was the um, Green Bay Packers losing to the Minnesota Vikings. Or actually, I should say losing to, losing to Dalvin Cook, honestly, is really who they lost to. Because Dalvin Cook had <clears> – <throat> let me just read this out loud because these are actual stats. So 163 yards rushing – three touchdowns, and then on two receptions, he had 63 yards and one touchdown, so a total of four touchdowns. And then if you are wondering what that amounts to on fantasy, that's 48 points. How do I know that? Because he was on my team. Yeah, just scroll to your team. Just he was on my team. team so. so, yeah, so that was nice. I was watching the Raider game, and I just every couple minutes just looked down. It was I th- actually thought at one point it was the same alert that I just hadn't left my phone. And then I went to go check it after the game and went, oh, no, <laughs> four touchdowns. <laughs> okay. Um, so does this at all change your opinion of the Green Bay Packers? Uh, no, because not every team has a, uh, a Dalvin Cook. They're not going to run into Dalvin Cook every week. We It is a little frightening because the blueprint of beating Green Bay has been a dominant running attack. We've seen San Francisco do it to them twice um, last year, and we saw uh, Tampa – pretty much run all over them. And now we've seen the Vikings, who are pretty much a bad football team, is safe to say. I think so. Um, and they just had they just had one player dominate them. So that's 
pretty frightening for Green Bay, especially because their their offense is without Aaron Jones is so Devontae Adams or bust. We we've seen a little bit of uh, some chinks in the armor, should we say? Yeah, and I've been hearing a lot of a lot of rumblings that if there's a team that needs to make a move before the trade deadline, it's the Green Bay Packers just because of their lack of their lack of weapons. And you said it, they're so Devontae Adams or bust, especially with Aaron Jones being out. If there was a team in the league that needs a player, it's, it's Green Bay. They need another weapon um, because you, when your second best wide receiver is Martez Valdez Scantling, not trying to take anything away from him, then you, you know, you need another, another wide receiver. They just need somebody else to take the pressure off of Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams, even though Aaron Rodgers is a phenomenal quarterback, one of the best to ever do it. Still, they need somebody else. Brendan, where would you put Green Bay in the picture of the NFC right now? I mean, they are tied with the Bears atop the NFC North. But you gotta if you're looking at it from Aaron Rodgers' perspective, you must be fairly frustrated with your general management and your owners. For not trying to get you at least one weapon, I su- I saw that there were Will Fuller rumors. From well, Texas, yeah, Will Fuller, but they didn't pull the trigger on that, or they didn't help bolster the run game. I'm sure there was some available defenders from terrible teams that they could have tried to get. But if I'm Aaron Rodgers, the general management, especially going back from the draft, this free agency, and now the trade deadline, you must be shaking your head like, "What do I have to tell you in order to get me more help around here?" But, I mean, they're still in the thick of it. I wouldn't be surprised if they won the division. The Bears don't look anything special with Nick Foles at QB. But I don't think they're going to go any anywhere in the playoffs if they keep this up. Maybe if they get Aaron Jones back and they have a more balanced offensive attack and can control time of possession more. But their defense isn't, isn't anything special. And quick correction on that. The Bears have three losses right now. The Packers have two. So the Packers do have oh. sole position. But they have the same amount of wins. So I, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure uh, Google didn't update because Google's trash <laughs> currently. Well, I'm looking at Google right now, but that's okay. <laughs> but that's <laughs> They do. No, they, they, they do. do. You're right. They, for college football. It's yeah, crazy. no, you're right. Because on Mondays when we try to film, if we try to film in the morning, then the scores and stats are not updated. So you are right. That has happened to us. I think it happened to us two weeks ago. As a matter of fact, yeah. um, so that was interesting trying to read off uh, what happened during the game with with no stats. <laughs> can we can we clearly say that the Steelers are better than Baltimore at this? I point? think so. I, I, really? I think so. How can you not? They won this weekend head to head. They won twenty eight twenty four, and one of those scores was a. Uh, yeah, but six? don't but don't you can't say that though. Because you have, yeah, but that's that's a external or a uh, yeah. It's just it's something that doesn't happen. No, that's Big Ben looked awful. Lamar Jackson looked okay. Worse. Hang on a second. You can't just you can't just take <laughs> away and say that their defensive that doesn't that doesn't happen. Well, that doesn't happen for normal defenses, but that happens for that defense because mm-hmm. that defense and the Bucks defense right now are the two best defenses in the league. So. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Defensive touchdowns can be an anomaly at times, but not when you have that good of a defense. They turned and they picked Lamar Jackson off twice. And Lamar Jackson is a good quarterback. And not only did they pick him off twice, but the Ravens lost two fumbles as well. They forced four turnovers. 
on Sunday. And you could say Big Ben looked awful, but he didn't turn the ball over. <laughs> and Lamar Jackson did. And right now, because – and we said this, at least I was saying this uh, when we were deciding on this game. It was going to be strength versus strength. And I know Baltimore has a good defense as well, but their offense has been really what's been carrying them. And Pittsburgh's defense is really what's carrying them. And at the end of the day, their defense is better than the Ravens' offense. And just even even though the Pittsburgh Steelers' offensive discrepancies may have showed a little bit because Big Ben at times looked a little pedestrian, he all he has to do is not turn the ball over and do enough to, to let them win. And that's what he did. And that's going to be their recipe. They're going to do. They're going to do. Hopefully, or you would think they're going to do what the uh, Denver Broncos did with Peyton Manning a couple years ago. They're going to ride a phenomenal defense with a quarterback who's aging, but is not doing. Not going to do anything to to hurt the team. So the Ravens had more time of possession, more first downs, more total yards, doubled the Pittsburgh Steelers in total yards. They had 265 rushing yards on that dominant, great defense that you were talking about. That strength of that team, right? Doesn't that just open your eyes a little bit to say, well, well, dang, Baltimore really matches up against Pittsburgh. And it might be a different story next time. If anything, these teams are even. You can't really say that Pittsburgh is clearly better than Baltimore at this point. I think you can say at this point. I think you can, and the reason why I think you can is because all you have to judge them off of is their records and the fact that they've gone head-to-head. And in both categories, Pittsburgh wins. I get what you're saying with the whole eye test thing and, and stats, No, reading the stats. You can read all the stats you want, but the stats that I'm looking at right now are two fumbles lost and two interceptions thrown, and 28-24. to 24. I understand that the play. I understand that it came down to the last play. I get it, but they didn't do enough to win. And you could, at the end of the day, if you're going to tell me that the Steelers and the Ravens the next time they play, the Ravens are going to win. Well, I'm. I wouldn't tell you that you're wrong, but I think at this point right now, you'd have to say that the Steelers are better just because their record is better and they beat the Ravens. That doesn't mean they're going to be better in three weeks. If Pittsburgh and Baltimore play 10 times, what are the splits? I have no idea. <laughs> are you, can you definitively say that Pittsburgh wins six of those games? I feel good about it. I wouldn't be surprised. But, Sam, in this day and age with offense and, like, how the refs are calling games, it's pretty unrealistic to expect a defense week in, week out to hold, like, teams completely hostage on, like, suppress their offense so much that they don't get any yards. And here's the thing about the whole yards thing. You can have – that. the Steelers' defense has been dominant this entire year. This game against the Ravens, they were a bend-don't-break defense on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So they allowed all these yards. That's, that's – I mean, okay, yeah, you're right. They almost allowed 500 yards of offense, but they only allowed 24 points, which – I mean, sounds like a lot, but in the NFL right the now, the Baltimore not defense a lot. only gave up twenty-one points. Okay. <laughs> well, the Baltimore like Ravens as a, the Baltimore Ravens offense gave up ten. I mean, seven points. So, well, you're. Can we say that Pittsburgh's defense is better than Baltimore? No, we can't definitively say that. We can say that their defense is better than their offense enough right now. 
In today's NFL, you need to force turnovers, and Pittsburgh forced four of them. At the end of the day, that's why they won. So you can give up as many yards as you want, but if you force turnovers, you're going to put yourself in a good position to win the game. For sure. And that's what the Steelers did. And Lamar Jackson is very – I just – hot takes coming, but Levar, Lamar Jackson is very overrated. Very overrated. Sam, you don't think so? Jason, Jason, what do you want to say? I don't think he's overrated. I think he's still young. Um, and I, I, I compared him to Giannis Antetokounmpo by the fact that he relies so heavily on his physical gifts, his speed, his athleticism. But when the time comes in the playoffs, when someone's going to game plan for him, has a week, two weeks to prepare, they're going to shut him down. Look what they, look what happened last year. Look what happened the year before that against the Chargers in the playoffs. He's He hasn't done anything. When he's asked to drop back and pass, when he's behind in the game, he isn't. he's a middle-of-the-pack quarterback at best. Their offense is designed to be playing from ahead and utilizing the run so he can make one or two reads and throw the ball to his first or second option. I don't know. That's just my opinion. But He's still got room to grow, man. The jury's the jury's not out. On this Lamar. this game right here, and I don't mean to bring in the Raiders to this, but this game you were mentioning the whole stats and the discrepancy in stats. When the Raiders played the Bills, they lost, but they beat the Bills in total yards, passing yards, rushing yards. They had more first downs. They converted on mm-hmm. third down more. They had more total plays. They didn't. Uh, they only punted once. The Bills punted three times. But at the end of the day, the Raiders turned the ball over twice, and that was the yeah. difference in the game. So the Raiders outplayed the Bills, but they lost because they lost the turnover at- battle. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. You just said they out- – so Baltimore outplayed Pittsburgh. No, that means they're a better no, team. Sam, look at the – for example, look at the Miami versus Los Angeles game Oh, this my week. gosh. No, we don't have to Dude, look at that. Dude, here's, here's- – Tua, Tua threw for 93 yards and a touchdown below average. Jared Goff threw for 355 yards, but had two interceptions in what? Two fumbles, one fumble, and they got a, they got two like one defensive touchdown and a special teams touchdown. It doesn't matter if you put up yards; it matters what the end the score is at the end of the game. It, so, who cares if Baltimore looked better on paper? And just because no. and just because you quote unquote outplay a team, that doesn't necessarily mean you're better than them. Mm-hmm. You out so yeah, the Ravens for most of the game outplayed the Steelers. But at the end of the day, the Ravens made the mistakes that the uh Steelers did not. And that's what and that's why they lost. So I understand what you're saying and I understand the argument you're making, but th- I mean <laughs> the two things really that we have to compare them are their records because you know they're playing similar schedules which the Steelers are undefeated and the Ravens have two losses and they're head-to-head and the Steelers won. So just based well, off I mean, that, the, Steelers, the Steelers haven't played the Chiefs. So no, they have not played the they're Chiefs. They're not super similar schedules. So, I mean, I get what you're saying and I understand and I understand that if you put these, if you put these teams in a, in a seven-game seven series that, you know, Baltimore could win four of those games or Pittsburgh could win four of those games. Yeah, I, I think you can make an argument for both of those. But, Sitting here at week eight, I think you have to say that the Steelers are better. Just I, d- I don't actually. Okay, well, you know, I would agree with you, but then we'd both be wrong. So, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yo, we could just 
Move on, man. Um, let's talk about the Chargers game. <laughs> oh. Don't get me started. No, I want to get you so started, what, so let's go. <laughs> what, so what happened? So I was so excited, as I usually am on a Sunday. This Sunday, we decided to uh, make cinnamon rolls and lots and lots of bacon. We were having like a roommate potluck. And I was excited for the Chargers one o'clock game. So I got my Justin Herbert jersey on and was waiting to see him ball out like he has for the past couple weeks. So he gets off to a rocky start in the first quarter. It was like three nothing by the end of the quarter. Broncos were ahead. Herbert looked pretty pretty shaky, but as the game went on, he started to find his groove, hit Keenan Allen, his number one receiver, his favorite target, multiple times. And then into the third quarter, we started to, or the Chargers started to blow the lead, give up big rushes to Philip Lindsay. The defense started to crack. So, what were they? Up, what were they up by before? It was they were up by seventeen. It was I think it was twenty twenty four to three at one point, or twenty one to three. Let me look. Um, so they blew a seventeen point lead. They, they've blown seventeen point leads in the past three games, but. Yeah, anywho. So what 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 was the difference? Coaching. You can't you can't put it on anything besides coaching. I mean Justin Herbert did throw two interceptions and they were up twenty four ten. Twenty four to three at one point. Because they scored that touchdown in the late in the third. Twenty four to three. You cannot put that on anything besides coaching. They would run the ball on first down, run the ball on second down, and th- Third and eight would throw like a five yard slant and punt the ball away. You cannot tell me that Anthony Lynn should have a job after three consecutive weeks blowing seventeen point leads. It's it's a crime that the Chargers are two and five. They've played so much better than that. They have. They have. The run the run game even showed up. Our running game since Austin Eckler has been hurt hasn't shown up. But today Justin Jackson ran for eighty nine yards in seventeen attempts in. Tremaine Pope, a practice player edition, <laughs> ran for 67 yards. So that's solid production from pretty no-name running backs. And you got 99 yards from Mike Williams, who hasn't really been lighting up. And you get Keenan Allen, who's always a sure-handed always, wide receiver. Yeah. But you can't ask a rookie quarterback to come in and play any better than Justin Herbert has. Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert have been playing out of their minds. And it's a tragedy that this coaching staff can squander 17 more leads left and right and then come out on the post-game interview and say, we're not making any changes. Well, you know, you know what, man? This just goes to show that there's a reason that these teams were in position to have the number one pick and the number six pick a year ago. That is true. One, one guy doesn't change the whole culture of a, of a franchise. But if you look at the Chargers roster up and down, it is there's talent everywhere. Especially on the defense. To- Two good DBs, yeah. Chris Harris Jr. they got from the Broncos, Casey Hayward, and they just traded Desmond King, an all-pro in 2018 for a six-round pick. Dumb. But Joe Bosa, Melvin Ingram, Kenneth Murray, first-round pick, Keenan Allen. Like, come on. You should be you should be at least 500 with that roster. With that many studs on both sides of the ball. Are you, as a, as a Raider fan... Are you scared when, when they're going to be coming up against the Chargers? I don't think it's – well, yeah, we'll find out next week. Uh, I don't – I don't – like, the thing about it is 
I think the Raiders are a better team, but the Chargers, you have to, you have to respect who they've played and how well they've played. Oh yeah, they've, uh, you know, they went, they took the Saints to overtime. Now I know the Raiders beat the Saints, but they also, they also had a huge lead against the Buccaneers, and they, well, now I'm just comparing the team. Okay, so the Raiders beat the Chiefs too, but I, it was still like it was one of those things that like you look at you look at who the Chargers had played and the teams that, you know, they were supposed to lose to, you'd think they've played really, really well. Um, it's just right now, the thing, the thing that makes good teams great is winning the games that they're supposed to win. And the Chargers have not won the games that they're supposed to win. They should have beaten the Jaguars and they did. They should have beaten the Broncos. They didn't at the beginning of the, at the beginning of the season, I would have said they should have beat the Panthers. <laughs> They didn't. They didn't do that. I think that the Chargers, top to bottom, are a better team than the Panthers, but they couldn't do it. So, the thing that's going to throw the Chargers over uh, the edge is when they finally start beating the teams that they're supposed to beat, which is what the Raiders are trying to fight right now. Like they've got through the tough part of their schedule, and now they have to beat the teams that they're supposed to beat. And I would think that the Chargers are one of them. But at the end of the day, still, the Chargers are not anywhere near the cakewalk that their record says that they are. I think, um, and I'm sorry if this is offensive to the Chargers, but I think the Chargers are, they have a lot of parallels to the Kings to where (laughs) one game you're like, holy cow, this team is working. And then another game you're pulling your hair out of your head because they're losing to the Hornets, right? And they look like a completely different team. Mm -hmm. And you can see... And they're both young. They're both definitely young. Like, there's definitely a lot of time for the Chargers. But it's just – it's crazy because we've seen them play well against Tampa Bay, well against New Orleans, well against Kansas City. And we see the Kings play great against the Warriors and lose and mm-hmm. good against San Antonio and lose and good against, um, like, the Lakers and lose, right? And then they'll go out the next week and lose to Phoenix and not get up for um, – for like the Pelicans, yeah, and stuff the like key, that. Like yeah. it's just it's mind it's mind boggling when you're a fan of that franchise that it's like you see good things one week and you ex- then that expectation builds and that team just lets you <laughs> lie down flat on with your face flat on the ground. Well, do you think that's more coaching or just inexperience in young players? Well, you can't I blame say, it all on the coaches. I would say it's inexperienced, but the Kings have been in this mold for the last um, 17 years. So I don't really know about that one. Um, I think it, I think it's just it either, it either takes a special player and maybe Justin Herbert is that way where he wins in spite of special teams blowing it or the defense blowing it type of thing, or it's, it's a, it's a difference of culture. And that really comes in with coaching um, a really, I feel like the Chargers, this this current regime of the Chargers has never, never really seemed like they're detail oriented. Like we would say, um, Kyle Shanahan brings with San Francisco, mm-hmm. or like a Bill Belichick brings. It's it's more of, um, I think, an emphasis on playing hard. I think that we get it's 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 not it's less about technique and more about effort with the Chargers, and I feel like that that might need to shift for them to, like, take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. Well, do you think 
if Bill Belichick, say Bill Belichick is coaching the Chargers right now, you think he's squandering oh my three seventeen-point leads? The Chargers roster is a thousand times better than New England. Oh, yeah. And look look what the Patriots did against the Bills. They were in they were in a position to tie the game with in the remaining seconds of the fourth quarter. If Cam, Cam doesn't fumble. Cam didn't fumble it. And they're doing that without Nikhil Harry and Julian Edelman. With no wide receivers. And we we mentioned earlier in the year they're missing what half the their starters on defense? Eight players after that, and they're trying to trade Stefan Gilmore. So, and they're still playing well. Come on to the Raiders; that would be great. <laughs> so the the effect of coaching, I think, can't be understated. Uh, I think the the way I see it is, Herbert's a rookie, so I think you give him this year, the full year with Anthony Lynn, so then you don't kind of ruin his mojo in a way by making him learn a different scheme a different like language in the middle of the season so I think Anthony Lynn should stay Um, if it doesn't get better and they finish I don't know six and ten I think you look for a different coach in the offseason I think regardless you look unless they pull off some miraculous run where they finish above 500 I think you have to fire him I get that this division is pretty tough. The Chiefs are Super Bowl contenders. The Raiders look a lot better than they did last year. The Broncos aren't great, but they're not terrible. But you can't, week in and week out, be up 17 points, squander a lead, and expect to just keep doing what you're doing. you got to stop wasting great performances from Justin Herbert. Because when when is he going to, when he has an off game, what are they going to look like? We haven't seen that yet. Like they you don't want to see it yet. <laughs> they're they're losing barely, and Justin Herbert is playing great. Yeah, yeah. great, great, great. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what the Chargers do these upcoming weeks. So they play the Raiders next, and that'll be an interesting game for a lot of reasons. But then the two weeks after that, you have the Dolphins and the Jets. So, you know, the Dolphins I feel like are a team that the Chargers could beat. But it, it'll be a tough game, especially if they're going to... Dolphins are scary. Yeah, the Dolphins are a scary team right now. Um, but I feel like that's still a game that they could win. And then you absolutely 100% have to beat the Jets yeah. if you're the Chargers. Like, you if have they to. they don't beat the Jets, fire everyone. <laughs> fire Every everyone. single individual who's employed <laughs> with that franchise. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see uh, what the Chargers do. Uh, coming forward, quick thing on the Raiders game because I don't need to spend too much time on it. Um, it was so boring. It really it was a boring game, and the reason why was because of the weather. It was damn near snowing. Um, that came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. It, first quarter it was like it was. Fine. It was funny. I was we were watching the game, and uh, they were talking about there was a potential for like fifty mile an hour wind gusts, and then Daniel Carlson. We was the, he was the first kicker on either teams to attempt to kick. And he was kicking towards the dog pound, which apparently is like they said it was like fifteen percent harder to kick that way, um, just because of the wind. And huh. the wind was blowing; uh, it was uh, blowing uh, right to left. So he, he, the the announcers were like, "Honestly, I don't know how he's supposed to do this because he was like forty-one yards out. So it was not, yeah, it was not like a cupcake kick." Um, and. Uh, he he aims at the right upright, and it, it looks like it's going to be fine. Like, it starts to curve a little bit left, and it's like, oh, yeah, like, it's it's 
definitely heading in. And then out of nowhere, it just gets like sent into the bleachers. And it was one of those things where it was like, I just kind of, I laughed. I was like, I literally, I can't be mad that he missed because I, no. I, I was like, I don't know what else you're supposed to do in that situation. Like he aimed away from the entire goalpost and it still missed left. And I was like, I, I was like, honestly, A for effort <laughs> um, at that point. Um, and then there was another kick from the Browns kicker. He kicked from like about that same distance. And then it was like 20, it was like 20 feet off the ground, went straight like a rocket and looked like a duck just flying through the air. And it went in and the referees kind of looked at each other for a good two seconds. Like, did it, did it go in? Really? Oh yeah. Okay, cool. And then they were like, they signaled it was good. Um, yeah, it was, it was an interesting game. This was a game that the Raiders uh, needed to win. I said it a bunch uh, last week that if the Raiders have the, – it's right there in front of the Raiders to, to make a push um, for the playoffs. They have, by win record, the easiest schedule left in the NFL after having, like, the hardest start or one of the hardest starts. Um, and uh, they for them to be a great team, they have to go out and, and win the games that, that they're supposed to win. And I know that the Browns were 5-2 and two coming into this game, but – Honestly, I, I, I felt like this was a game that the, the Raiders should win, um, and, and they did, and I'm glad that they did, and, and they showed that they can win. Um, I, think, I think the most demoralizing part of that game for Cleveland was the Raiders were lining up to run every, every single play, and there was nothing the Browns could do about it. They ran all over the Browns. They ran for 208 yards. Um, and I, I was just – you could see it. Like, the announcers pointed it out. They were like, the defense just looks beaten up. Um, and that's, that's, that's nice from a fan's perspective because the Raiders have two offensive linemen who are out right now, so they were doing it with two backups um, in there. So that was, that was nice. It was, it, was a, it was a good win for them, um, and uh, they just need to keep their momentum rolling. That was, that was one of those games where – because Raiders have been putting up a lot of points on offense, and this is one of those games where they needed to uh, – they needed to find a way to win without being able to score 28 points and their defense needed to step up too. And they did. Um, so it was, it was a good all around game for the Raiders. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for the game next week. Um, uh, Sam, do you want to say anything about the 49ers other than, yeah, we can just move on to next year. for the uh, Niners. We can just, we can just move on to next year. This year's done. Let's just say, Hey, the entry bug got us. I think that's fair. I, I think that's fair. <laughs> Uh, for those of you that didn't know, uh, George Kittle and Jimmy Garoppolo are now out for the season. So um, the Niners are now out for the season as well. Um, yeah. How did belated birthday, Jimmy G? What did he turn, 28, 29? 29. Yeah. Woo, yay, okay, nobody cares. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, hey. Um, anyway, and then I, think- I feel like we should mention – did you want to say something? I, I, I just wanted to say, I think the Saints have kind of re- – Turn to their old form. They've quietly been playing really good football since really? starting two and two. I beg to differ. Uh, they've been a pretty good Chicago team. Did you? Chicago's pretty good. Jason said that uh, Big Ben looks like. I think it was Jason said that Big Ben looks like Peyton Manning, but Drew Brees looks like Peyton Manning that Denver year. Oh my gosh. When he tries to push the ball down the field more than 15 yards, 
it's wobbly every time. He, Did he turn it over? No, nope. he's playing like Peyton Manning. He doesn't turn the ball it's, over, man. It's quick slants or check downs to Alvin Kamara every time. And, hey, yeah, you know so, what? If that's going to be their recipe to win, then that's going to be their recipe to win. They're playing with who's, They're playing with statistically the most accurate quarterback to ever play the game. And if he can – That's because he's dumping off. But, yeah. doesn't matter. He has every single passing record that's ever been invented. But, name name one. Who's the best Who's the best player on the New Orleans Saints offense right now? Kamara, not even close. So why would you not give the ball to your best player? Especially that Michael Thomas is out. Yeah. It's just they're playing without one of the top three best wide receivers in the league. I understand that you're saying that why not give the ball to your best player and it makes sense. Like just like the 49ers rely so heavily on the run game. Yeah. But I think it's that impartially that Sean Payton knows Drew Brees is regressing at a very fast pace. Well, this is most likely Drew Brees' last go. I don't even – Taysom Hills, I think he's grooming Taysom Hill to be the starter. I don't even know if you can say he's necessarily regressing at a super fast pace because you look at Drew's last couple games. Like, you look at the Carolina game, he was 29 for 36, 287, two touchdowns. You look at this game, again, he was 31 for 41, 280, two touchdowns, no interceptions in both of those games. And then against the Packers, he was 29 for 36, 288, three touchdowns. Like, he's, he's putting up really good numbers. The thing that's holding them back right now. The yardage now, isn't there. Dude. No, the I yardage is not that. there. But you, he's th- that shows you. But you're saying that he's throwing, what, 35, 34, 35, 40 attempts these games, but mm-hmm. the yards are below 300. That means yeah. his completions are under 10 yards. They're mm-hmm. checkdowns. It's not like he's pushing the ball down the field. And this isn't the same Drew Brees it's that's not. throwing for right. thousand yards. You're right. Game. It's not. But you have to look at – you also have to look at how many points they put up per game. 34, 24, 30, 35, 30, 27, 26. They're not – they haven't had a game below 25 this entire season. So there's – Think Will Lutz for that. <laughs> well, they're still, like, putting up points. And I think the... – Dude, Alvin Kamara yeah, is caring. Maybe he's the best back – he, he is. He carried them like Dalvin Cook carried the Vikings. He is. And honestly, the Saints' defense is what was supposed to be the big strength of their team this year. And they have not – they've been underperforming. So I think as, if that mm-hmm. defense uh, comes around, then the Saints become a much scarier team. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of the weekend. And then the Eagles, by the way, beat the Cowboys. I think we all expected that. Just kind of just a heads up. Uh, the Eagles are going to win that division. So just letting you all know, you'll see the Eagles in the playoffs. Oh, you really went on a limb on that. Yeah, one, I know. Huh? I'm just, I'm just I'm making a quiet, quiet declaration, even though we all know it's going to It feels happen. like the Giants are playing the best in that division. Right yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. How about Ben DiNucci, though? What a stud he was. How about it? Sunday Night Football. I don't think I've ever seen a team do an NFL team run more reverses and triple off whatever like trick plays than the Cowboys did that game. So they had been. no confidence whatsoever that that guy could throw the football. Nope, that's well, what, what they got to do. College guy, FCS quarterback. That's <laughs> no confidence. That's what they got to do when you're playing with a bunch of JV players, um, at least from NFL standards. Um, yeah. So. Sam, you want to do our picks real quick and then do our power rankings? Yeah, Brendan's going to um, – is it cool if Brendan does picks too? And we yeah, just, special special uh, guest let, pick. Let everyone know um, about next week, especially because the Raiders are playing uh, 
the the charges. Yeah, so uh, I won this week. Um, so we are now. Yeah, we don't have to talk more about that. It's, we can just. No, I'm on. just gonna let you know that, like, in terms of like discrepancy, you got absolutely obliterated. I'm just letting you know. So, uh, yeah. like, what's imagine? What are we four and four? Imagine now? like a boot and ant, and you were the ant. So, uh, yeah, we're four and four. Um, this Brendan just just you know because I don't think you've listened. This time last listen. this time last year I was probably down seven one. Yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. It was bad. All right. You just picked the four niners to win every week and well, no, they he started off eight no, so that wasn't the bad part. <laughs> it was the tight it was the Titans when they were losing at the beginning and then he went away from the Titans when they started winning. So the Titans really kinda have to I, I went with the I went with the Mariota Titans and I went away from the Tannehill Titans and that really bit me in the ass. All right, let's do this. So we got Packers 49ers. Give me the Packers. Give me uh give me San Francisco. I don't think you could possibly say that with your chest that the 49ers are going to win this game. Hey yo, Nick Mullins looked great, bro. Uh San Francisco has Aaron Rodgers' number. Um they're down to Jamichael Hasty as their lead back. I need a pick, uh, man. Let's no, go. No Debo. I, go Niners, man. Okay. Packers. Yeah, so um, we'll just pencil that in as a win. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, so Texans, Jaguars. Texans. Yeah, I got the Texans too. Uh, I don't think Gardner Minshew is playing. I think he tore something in his thumb. So Oregon State's Jake Lutton is starting for Jacksonville, so I got the Texans as well. What about the Giants and oh. Washington? Great game. Give me the Giants on the road. Give me Washington. Didn't they just play? They literally just like played two like two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah. Um, I like Washington, too. Washington's defense is surprisingly pretty good. Mm-hmm. I got faith. Let's do it, Daniel. Um, Ravens-Colts. Give me the Ravens. Hmm. Give me the Ravens. Bounce back. I like the Colts. The Colts' defense looks pretty good. And Phillip Rivers, I know he's not an elite quarterback whatsoever, but he looks slightly more than a game manager. So I like the Colts at home. All right. Let's go Lions-Vikings. <laughs> Lions. Give me the Lions. I got Dalvin Cook. <laughs> That's it? Just Dalvin? Yes, I'll go with the Vikings. Hey, Delvin, how'd your team play out there? Well, it was literally <laughs> so I played pretty well. <laughs> um, Bears-Titans. I got the Titans at home. Ooh. Titans. I like the Titans to bounce back after underperforming against the Bengals. Clean sweep. Bang. I assume this one's going to be a clean sweep as well. Chiefs and Panthers. Yeah, Chiefs. Chiefs, too. Give me the Seahawks. Chris McCaffrey's back. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Give me the Seahawks over the Bills. Yeah. Bills have looked Off very it. bad recently. I got the Seahawks as well. Um, Broncos and the Falcons. Give me the Falcons at home. I think that's this is like one of the most unpredictable games. <laughs> that's that's schedule. a fair point. <laughs> How did the Broncos put 30 points? I don't 31 know. Their points. offense looked so bad in the first half. Uh, I like the Falcons just because I don't trust Drew Locke to do. I got to take the Falcons, yeah. man. All right, let's go Raiders and Chargers. I can't go against the Chargers, but, like, I don't know why anyone 
besides a fan of the Chargers would have any sort of faith in this. Team. I just always but, pick the Raiders by default anyway, so I get what you're saying. Yeah. But bold up, bold up. Bold up. Esther, Sam break the ties. Um really not. I don't think it's that tough. I feel like the Chargers can expose the Raiders defense though. They definitely yeah, could. In the in the first in the first three quarters and then you get to the fourth quarter. I'm gonna go Chargers. Wow. It's at it's in LA for what it's worth. No fans. Listen, that's a listen, that's a trap game for the Raiders. It really it really is. So um I I believe they're going to win, but uh they're only gonna win if their defense plays well because their offense their offense has been playing so well, so I'm not worried about their offense. It's going to be their defense, so we'll see. I just want to say that Derek Carr is having a fantastic season so far. Thank you. He has not looked. He has not looked good. I was a. I live in Oakland, so I was following closely along to that 2016 Derek Carr team, and he hasn't. He's looked shaky the past couple of years, but this year he's really stepped it up. So props to him. Yeah, he has. Uh... He has done really well, and it's been super nice to see. So, mm-hmm. let's go. He's been running a lot. That's really been the big difference. He's been more. Um, so, I got the Cardinals over the Dolphins. Yeah, I agree. Uh, give me the Steelers over the Cowboys. Give me the yeah, Steelers, yeah. Steelers by at least 21 I points. love the Cowboys. If, if they don't blow out Dallas, there's something wrong. Yeah. Uh, so the Saints Buccaneers is a phenomenal game. Um, I think I'm just gonna take the Buccaneers because they're at home. But I, I'm gonna take the Saints in a shootout. I'm gonna take the Buccaneers. Watch out for Antonio Brown. He's going he back. back. He's back. back. Suspension. But how is he? Does he know the plays just at watch, all? Just, just tell him to go out. deep. That, that man is electric. Uh, electric. Patriots over the Jets. Yeah, I, I think this is. Worse than last week's Monday Night Football game. Seems but, like, yeah, the Patriots by 10. Sam, you and I are different on four games. All right. So. Give me uh, – you took the – you took Detroit, I right? took Detroit. So, you on the Vikings? Yes. Right. I feel like I'm going to get – Messed up this week because of the Niners picked. But that's yeah, we'll right. see. <laughs> All right, so we are running a little short on time. Uh, so we are going to let's uh, let's skip the power rankings. We'll save it for next week, but so we can really dive into it. Uh, we have prepared, and we got to do this in like about ten minutes. So we have a our, a different power ranking for you guys, non related to sports, but very um, how should we say? Uh, controversial for a lot of people maybe it's a very opinionated topic and uh we're gonna do a quick top five best cereals so a buckle up <laughs> jason started off, all right man. so i'll start at number five i'll start at number five and we'll put the i'll put these lists up on our uh up on instagram so everybody can vote so we'll see whose list gets the most votes i'm gonna start at the bottom uh number five for me is uh cinnamon checks Cinnamon checks. I'll bring that in at number five. Um, number four for me will be frosted mini wheats. I agree with Sam mm-hmm. earlier. If you get like an abnormal amount of sugar on a frosted mini wheat, 
at the beginning of your uh, cereal uh, pouring, it's it's delicious. Now, I'd say the one thing against uh, mini wheats is that they do get soggy pretty quick. Uh, so that's the only downside. Uh, number three for me, and maybe it's just because it's always been in my house. I know it's pretty plain, but I'll just go regular old boring life. I love life cereal. Um, no, dude, your list is number awful. two. Where, where's the flavor? number two? Number two for me would be uh, Honey Nut Cheerios. I love Honey Nut Cheerios. Oh, no, I, <laughs> I love Honey Nut Cheerios. I, I, I like Honey. I Nut love Cheerios. Honey Nut Cheerios. And then number one for me has always been and will always be Frosted Flakes. So, <laughs> oh, please, yeah, please. So, dude. just saying, and those are the cereals that I grew. I grew up with Frosted Flakes, Honey Nut Cheerios, and Life. So that's just what I know. Life. I can't eat a box of Life. Do you, do you want to go or should I go? Yeah, I can go. I can go. Right. So number five, I think this is. It should have been higher. I think it's higher on most people's list, but I put Cinnamon Toast Crunch at number five. Not a bad shot. That's a that's a nice like mm-hmm. treat yourself cereal. Um, followed by Apple Jacks. Okay. Ate a lot of boxes of Apple Jacks. Thanks, Dad. Uh, <laughs> number three, this is one that I always get. So my mom would ask, like, what do you want for cereal this week? Because it's your birthday. Like, your birthday is this week. So it's like something special that I normally don't get. Cookie Crisp. I don't like chocolate, but I do like Cookie Crisp. That's a nice it's treat very, yourself. It's very good. Yeah. It's just cookies in a bowl of milk. <laughs> Number two, I have Captain Crunch. That's if I if I were to have Captain Crunch in my Crunch Berries too. Mm-hmm. If I were to, if I were to have that in my pantry and I eat that every morning, I'd be one happy guy. The the all Crunch Berries or like the mixture of it's the mixture. Okay, that's, yeah, yeah. that's the yellow the yellow box. Yeah. Yo, I don't know. Are you setting your uh, security alarm? <laughs> no, I had to. I'm sorry. I had to. Okay. I'm cooking. I'm cooking dinner, so I'm I'm preheating a little bit uh, while oh, I'm listening. Okay. So continue. And number one, by far, every parent should be giving their kids honey bunches of oats. I don't care if you get the almond version or the regular yeah. version, but they're both wow, great. There is a soggy factor, <laughs> so if you don't eat it fast. They will get soggy in the last few bites is bad, but when you just get like a nice chunk of that granola, mix that with the honey flakes that you got. It's pretty much like frosted flakes within pieces of granola in there, like big chunks. Oh my goodness. And how it just works with the milk. Sound like you're describing like a porno <laughs> for cereal. All right, Brendan, you're uh it's a it's a fan fiction. Yeah, that's true. So I would say, growing up, I would probably only eat cereal for breakfast. Like, I was never been a big oh, yeah. breakfast guy. Just pound cereal. So, I would say I'm a pretty experienced cereal <laughs> I've had a lot You're of cereal. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of different types of cereal. So, I'd say my tastes are more, like, fruity rather than, like, as hearty as yours are, like honey bushes of oats. You know, no chocolate really on either um, of the lists represented. Like cocoa pebbles didn't make it. Um, cocoa puffs. I hate chocolate, so that wouldn't touch my list. So here's my so five apple jacks. Sam just reintroduced me to these when we went shopping. I haven't had apple jacks in such a long time. You know the thing is, and that with um, another one on your list. The milk after when you oh, drink that's such yeah, a, that's it's such yeah. a like undervalued factor of mm-hmm. what because the bowl of cereal is not done when you eat all the cereal, yeah. right? 
It's what it does to the milk, yeah. man. That it's a knockoff Fruit Loops, but it's damn good. Okay. Oh, number, it's better. It transcends Fruit wow. Loops. Uh, number four, <laughs> Tricks. I have a sweet tooth for sure, and I love the taste of Tricks. It's super sweet, delicious, a little fruity, but hey. <laughs> They're, for, they're for kids. Tricks are for kids. <laughs> uh, number three, classic Fruit Loops. At every hotel you go to, they have Frosted Flakes, Cheerios, and then the Fruit Loops. They do, yeah. But always go with the Fruit Loops. Those are fruity. Those I think are those fruity. are fruitier than the Tricks. Yeah, the Fruit Loops are a go-to, a classic. Number two, I had a hard time debating between two and one. Like for me, for cereal, I like to have the same cereal for like two weeks three weeks and then mm-hmm. i switch off to another one yeah but so for two i had cinnamon toast crunch can never go wrong with cinnamon toast crunch could eat that every single day and be happy fantastic that the milk tastes the best after cinnamon toast crunch, crunch is yep. good i can't lie yep. and then number one captain crunch the berries i could eat just regular captain crunch and i could eat all berries you tried the peanut butter type? no i have not but captain crunch I, that that's my favorite cereal by far. What? Why is it? Why is your favorite? What? Do you do you have like a specific moment that you fell in love? With I Captain just Crunch? I just remember watching SpongeBob on Saturday mornings with a big bowl of Captain Crunch and getting like two bowls of it because I just loved it so much. That Captain Crunch lasts a long time. It, in does. it does. You know what a cereal? Did any of you say Reese's Peanut Butter Cup? No. I no. have only had that cereal a handful of times, and every time I have it, it's delicious. But I've only had it like five times in my life, so I there's the only, there's no way I can put it on the list. The, the only thing I think about when I think of that cereal is that commercial. Yeah, that Reese's Puff. You never please say you've seen that. What Reese's Puffs? Reese's Puffs peanut butter chocolate flavor. Yeah, I miss I miss the <laughs> I miss the cereal commercials like the Cuckoo for Cocoa yeah. Puffs and. Um, the Lucky Charms commercials. Lucky Charms are like ass, <laughs> but the commercials, like their advertising, was top tier. I don't get why people like those marshmallows so much. They're stale and disgusting. Yeah, they're not. They're Look, not good. They're sitting out in your pantry all day, and then you Gross. put them in your mouth, and they're like, just rocks. yeah. No, they're not good. No, they're like, they're like, um, they're like eating a hard version of cotton candy. Like, there's no. There's no satisfaction in it. Yeah. And then you eat all the marshmallows because they're the best part. And you're to that grain, the, like, like just the grain normal cereal. <laughs> it's gross. Cheerios with still marshmallows. But the, like the original Cheerios, <laughs> not the honey nut. Yeah. I will say Cinnamon Checks is a, is a pretty good, pretty good show. That's not a bad cereal. Cinnamon Checks is a, is a great cereal. Very underrated, very undervalued. So, uh, guys, when you're done, send me over your list, and I'll put it up on the Instagram page tomorrow. We'll see. We'll see whose list gets more votes. Um, and uh, we'll just, you know, when I win, uh, you guys can do, like, push-ups or something. I don't know. Well, I don't, um, I don't think you're – I don't think mine's going to win. <laughs> way, the only way you win is if the most people that follow our page – is like 50 and above. <laughs> that is the only way you I win. 65. <laughs> 65 and above. We are very big in retirement. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that'll do it for us on episode 66. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate it as always. Brendan, thanks again for coming on. Feel free to come on whenever you'd like. 
We always take the guests. Thank you for having me. Well, he's going to take... He's going to ask me every single week, hey, hey, can I come on the podcast? I'm going to take you up on that offer. I won't come on every week. I don't want to... Once every other week. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Whenever the Chargers win, you can come on. So I won't be coming on anytime soon. (laughs) (laughs) How about if if the Chargers beat Oakland, Las Vegas, Vegas... You gotta come on and gloat a little bit. I, oh, of course I will. Okay, I'll come perfect. on wearing my dress. That's fair. Jersey. That's fair. Well, no one can see you, but yeah, that's okay. fair. But I, I just want to say one thing before we end this. I just want to thank Sam for telling me to start Tevin Coleman, <laughs> which oh lost my me in my God. fantasy. Oh, that's how is I supposed to know he's gonna re-injure his knee in the first quarter? Hey, you know what? That's the. I don't even want to hear it because all I've heard from you for the past. Two effing days was thanks for Nelson Aguilar. And I'm like, I didn't tell you to get Bro, zero points. <laughs> zero points. How was I supposed to know joking? he was going to get zero points? I'll just use the same argument you just used. You should have checked the weather before starting him in that game. Oh, my <laughs> God. It looked perfect in the first oh quarter. God. And then it was a torrential downpour and storm. <laughs> they called it grobble. <laughs> <laughs> grovel. I don't. Grovel. I had never heard of that term. Even the announcers if, were like, "Grovel." If Derek Carr was Patrick Mahomes, Nelson Aguilar at least would have thought, oh, "Whatever." That's all. Okay, whatever. We're ending the episode. See you guys. <laughs> hey, thanks everyone. Thanks for coming on, Brendan. No problem. Thank uh, you for having. I'll me. see you in uh, two seconds.